You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast. Uh, we have Haley Lynn, a musician, artist, uh, somebody that I've seen perform live. And uh, before talking too much about you, Haley, I just want to introduce you to the Art and Philosophy podcast, uh, Something Rather Than Nothing. Great to have you on. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. Yeah, I've um, been doing a lot of uh, music on the show recently and uh, I'm based in the Pacific Northwest. I love the music scene there. I'm particularly into some of the styles of music you do, um, uh, you know, singer, songwriter, folk. I'm also a big Doom fan. So there's a lot of activity I love being around in the, 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 the Pacific Northwest, particularly the Portland area. And I know you've been uh, busy with, um, you know, a, a new LP release, uh, Horizon, yeah. in, 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 the, in the fall. So whenever there's a release and things are going on, what, what, what have you been up to? What's been going on with your music with, with that release? Yeah, so that release is my first solo project. Um, I I produced it with uh, my wonderful friend James Via, and um, it's it's my little baby. It's it's the baby that's all mine. Uh, we wrote the music together, and James produced it beautifully. And yeah, now it's the the biggest thing about that is getting it to as many ears as possible. Um, I went on tour this past summer to kind of promote. The album uh, coming out, I went on tour with Blair Borax and Karen Ann uh, throughout the Four Corners and uh, up through Washington and Southern California and New Mexico and Nevada. And yeah, it's been uh, it's been a ride. I think the my favorite thing about playing all these shows and and singing these songs is connecting to the audience the way that we do as artists. And, you know, whenever a, a person comes up to me after a show and tells me just how a song meant to them and what it was like for them in their own journey, that's the biggest thing for me is, is knowing that we made that connection happen and we, we had that magic moment together. Yeah. And, and in particular with the, with the, with the with the live performance too. And I've mm -hmm. talked to a lot of uh, artists and, and just kind of how, you know the 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 conveyance of 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 emotion or what fills an area. You know, as a mm -hmm. concert goer or being a participant, you know, there's different vibes of all sorts that kind of emanate from folks. And uh, I always find it fascinating to see, you know, how you you up there and in, in, in kind of reflecting back on 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 what's on what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, so what was it you were talking about in this album? You know, using particular words, you know, like this is my baby like your hands are really in this and and and, and in your collaboration um mm -hmm. how did it feel different for you and you know in in in, in this one here or was there something else where it felt you know more you more yours or more exactly what you wanted to do was was that part of what was going on I think for this album um James and I we wrote all the songs together or oh we wrote most of the songs together. Um, a handful of them I wrote by myself, but you know it was a very, it was a very collaborative process. James is um, James Via is, is a fantastic producer to work with, as well as a friend. And you know I I love that whenever I work with him, 
we always like say the music is the most important part and any way that we can convey the message of that um, is, is the, is the best part of, of making a project like this. And I think the one thing I definitely wanted to do with this album was I wanted to make people dance. I wanted to make them uh, feel, I wanted to, to, to make them rock out, you know, I, and I think we, we successfully did that with this album. Um, It's a very, wonderful collection of all my feelings and um, all, all these wonderful moments. And I even have a, a, a song that features Larissa Birdseye, which uh, she, she was on your show um, yeah. on the track and she yeah. was fantastic to work with. She's a, she's a wonderful friend of mine and you know, everything about this album, I just love, like there's nothing, nothing bad I could really point out when I, when I, listen through it you know I, I just love every song on it so I think that is a real testament to to how much love and, and hard work we put into it uh it's just when I listen back to it all I have is love for it so I'm, yeah, there's I'm, a, I'm very there's grateful a strong, for that. there's a strong confidence in 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 it too and I and I see that with uh Larissa as well I mean it's mm-hmm. it's 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 difficult not to pick up on on the confidence in saying uh, what you want and it's it, the as just so well produced the album in but but also it um it's it feels like i don't know if this is the right word and i apologize but like accomplished like Thank these you. are like these are big like uh here's what i'm trying to express and even if it's clumsy it's um that these are like ready-made fantastic song like good sounding and the energy that you're talking about um i was like oh okay <laughs> like and, and, and listening to music you know over the last few months but um but that was that, that was something that i just felt and it was like kind of like pointing to being like hey it in my in my head from you know my age and stuff i'm like that's radio like that's right on the radio right now like that <laughs> yeah. sound like that type of thing so um you know i really I, I you know that's really there now i wanted to ask you uh i know you've uh just in, in reading a bit about um uh, your your background uh, i would refer to you as an artist and you've concentrated on on musical art and and, and songwriting recently but you've done you've done other things and you've done acting and, and, and you've had other expressions as an artist. I wanted to ask you one of the questions asked all guests is mm-hmm. when did you see yourself a, a, as an artist? What, when were you like, what do you, you know, like this is, this is me, this is my identity or this is how I express myself in the world. Great question. I'd say for me, there have been levels where I've had this realization. And I think the first one was when I was like five. And I was like, I made um, one distinctive memory that I have is I made puppets. And uh, I was a very visual person uh, at the time. I still am. I still do a lot of visual art for my own um, for my own joy and uh, sanity, um, yep. but I really, I really loved making puppets. I really loved creating. I loved, really loved working with my hands. And so I'd say when I was five, that was when I was just like all in. Nothing held me back. And then I think another distinctive moment was when I was eight, and I was musically, and my my best friend uh, 
father, my best friend's father's home studio at the time. And, you know, he had all this cool equipment. He had a mic, he had a sound booth and everything. And he was like, do you guys want to record something? And he had this, um, this track that didn't have any lyrics or music on it. And that was like the first time I ever top lined a song was when I was eight. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah we just kind of we just went for it and we we did a song uh called pink bunnies uh i of course of course <laughs> of course <laughs> i still have that cassette tape in my um in my little treasure box that i have i keep in my room and that was like the moment that i realized i wanted to be a, a recording artist and musician <laughs> even though it wasn't the best voice um, that I've heard uh, for myself. So it's your cassette though. It's your cassette. Yeah, it is my cassette. That is uh, a little history of my, my journey and everything. So, and then I think the final moment that I really realized I wanted to be an artist, like I, I studied art throughout school. I was very, very lucky and very fortunate that my family knew that I wanted to be an artist very young. And so they, they definitely, set me up in a way where I, I went to, I auditioned to get into um, ACMA, which is a, an arts communications magna academy school in Beaverton. And I, I got in for music and, oh, wow. um, and it was, it was a really great school for me to kind of do whatever. I, I studied theater, I studied acting, I studied visual arts, I studied music, I was in choir. Um, and that was like a great school that really brought my artistry to the forefront in every possible way. So I, I really flourished at that school um, when I was in high school. And I also went to uh, an arts camp called Willowbrook. Um, I was a camp counselor. I taught acting there and I taught folk dance. And um, that was another wonderful place that really, you know, helped me garner my passion for everything artistic throughout my life. So I had very wonderful parents who knew that I had to do these things in order to feel like a whole human being. So I was very, very fortunate. A lot of people don't have those opportunities like that when they're growing up. And I, I was very lucky. So, um, but the moment that I knew that I wanted to be a musician, actually, uh, I was in school in Canada. I went to university of Victoria and specifically with music. I mean, I was studying acting and music in my school but it, I, I was working with some really wonderful and talented Canadian artists um, when we wrote music together and we collaborated. I think the first band that I was a part of was called Spaceman Spiff. And we... Um, of course. We didn't, we didn't win. <laughs> we didn't win, but we uh, we competed in um, like Battle of the Bands at, at yeah. UVic. And we didn't win at all. But it was, uh, you know, I think that moment that I'm like, okay, I, I really want to, I want to just do this. I want to do yeah. this. and. Then I moved back to Portland and I, I fully pursued music. Um, I also pursued acting, but I think it got to a point with um, with some of the things that were kind of happening within my acting world that I, I decided, hey, I'm I, I think I'm just having more success with music in terms of like I I love being able to control every aspect of my artistry. I think having that control really gives me power, and I was fully able to do that with music. So it's been it's been that journey ever since then. So, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Right. Like I, uh, it's, 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 it's great to hear. And the point that you pull out is, you know, those around us and 
your case, your parents and maybe others who are like, mm -hmm. this is where you need to be to develop. Yeah. Right? This is part of you. And that's uh, whenever I'm talking to anybody about the identity piece about uh, being an artist, it's, um, you know, those who are around us who are important in how they view those things or encourage those or you know, it all has an impact and it isn't like to blame anybody for anything, but mm -hmm. you know, so many, I go back to the adage, um, with teach, you know, my, my teacher said I was smart. So I was, mm. my teacher said I was an artist and I was an artist that there are these influential people around us and, you know, on the positive spin that they see what's in you and being like, this is where you need to be. And yeah. this is a camp that'll be good use of your time here. And, um, and, uh, well, we reap some of those rewards. So thank you parents. <laughs> and thank you. Thank, thank you. you uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Haley. Um, no, um, I want to, I want to keep on the, the conceptual questions a bit. Um, and, and I wanted to ask you about, uh, art itself and I, mm -hmm. I, I hearing you've been around different art environments and, and, and thinking about art and how you want to create right because I heard you say you know with the acting thing there might have been some constriction there you'd be like well I want to express myself more fully in music mm -hmm. but talking about art in in, in in your identity as an artist what what is art in, in the sense of you know what is it that you're creating what is what is it that you're striving for I think that's a great question. Um, I know for a lot of people, art has a very different definition and a different meaning for everybody because, you know, art is subjective. But I think for me, within my own journey, art is an outlet for my real self to shine through. I feel like it's allowed me to cope. It is a wonderful tool to express myself uh, or express another person's journey. Um, you know, when I'm writing music, I, I, I am in the mindset of writing for other people right now. And I, I really enjoy that. So even if it's not necessarily my journey, it's, it's really expressing a moment in time, you know, a story, anybody's story, maybe someone's uh, story about their, their great grandfather or anything. It's, it's about, creating something in a specific moment in time, whatever time you choose, but having that be the most authentic thing that you can create within that moment based off of real feelings and emotions. At least that that's how it feels for me. Yeah. I, I know it is different for everybody else, but, you know, as a songwriter or, you know, as a visual artist, like right now I'm, I'm drawing a couple of portraits, uh, a, of, of people in my life that I care about and, um, you know, people that they care about. And like those, those portraits are like a, a moment in time. They're my own expression of that person and their, and the, the joy within that person, or even like within acting, you know, I think acting is a really wonderful summation of just that definition, because, you know, when you go see a play, if you go see, you know, a movie, but a play, a play, I think, really captures that perfectly because, you know, you only get to see the cast and whatever kind of mindset they're in at the time. But you, yeah. you get to only experience that moment within the moment that you are experiencing it versus this. If you were watching a movie, 
you're watching the same moment that was captured over and over and over again, but it has been fine-tuned and it has been fine-tuned to the way that the director or the writer wanted it to be. So, um, yeah. And I think a song does that too. You know, you could write a song, like if you're going through a breakup, which we all go through, you know, you're capturing a feeling that you are experiencing and processing that moment. And, you know, I think the beautiful thing about music is that you could sing the same song, but because of who you are as a person and because of your mindset or whatever your inner monologue or your inner narrative is, that song is going to change depending on the day, depending on who's going to sing it. You know, if if someone's going to sing a cover of your song, they're going to input their own emotions and their own feelings into that, which I think is really beautiful. So, yeah, that that's at least what my opinion is and how I feel. Yeah, and I love your description. I want to say I, I had a recent conversation. It was just so interesting. You were talking about a, a play and also music. I was talking uh, yesterday um, in an Instagram live with Kinera Ely, who's a, a soprano singer, and mm-hmm. she was talking about the the various ornamentations. I was asking, like, explain that to me, like the things that you add on top for the vocal performance that makes it yours that expresses your personality whether you're showy or less showy and all these kind of nuances and i said i I, the way i was trying to analogize it was to just simply say i was like i could understand the performance of hamlet right and like Mm -hmm. you think about these characters in a play and the acting performance of like is Hamlet, you know, is, is, is Hamlet just, you know, a lovelorn is, is Hamlet, mm. uh, mad is mm. Hamlet, uh, a uh, prissy aristocrat and this is <laughs> insufferable. Like which one are you playing? Mm-hmm. And it was such a, a fertile like way of talking about it. So when you mentioned, I was just thinking about that, those individual pieces of, you know, and in live versus, um, uh, recorded where the artist makes it, their own like their art piece mm-hmm. and um and i think music because it's uh i don't know it's like viral nature music just can spread <laughs> you know the yeah. songs can just spread yeah. that uh, then people are singing it and uh so it's just a really vibrant area and vibrant point um uh, that i've become recently fascinated with so mm-hmm. i had to jump in uh a, a bit more mm-hmm. there what uh, I'm sorry, were you going to say something else? Uh, Haley? Oh, no, I, I was just going to tag on to that being yeah. like, yeah. I, I think every good artist, whether they are, you know, if it is a play, if it is a song that they did not write, you have to really put your own emotions into it in order to, to not necessarily sell it. I mean, yeah, sell it, but in order for it to be authentic, you know, I yeah. think authenticity is, is the most important part of recreating someone else's work. Um, I, I think that is the most beautiful thing about art is the authenticity behind it. Yeah. All right. Uh, related question to what mm-hmm. is art, and anytime you answer, you kind of dip into this a bit, but what is, what is what is the role of art? And it's connected, this question is, I tend to ask a couple mm-hmm. questions, but, you know, what is the role of art? But has it changed, you know, like 2023 and there's, these bigger problems and is the role of art what it's been or is there something else going on now there that that might be different about the role of art that's a great question as well um i think in this moment in time i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about what art feels like to me within this moment in time versus how i believe it should be um 
in this moment in time, we have AIs cre like creating and stealing art from visual artists, um, AIs creating songs um, that are not not bad. You know, they're some of the top songs <laughs> are created by AIs now. Um, and I think in, in a lot of ways, I think it is scary as an artist. It's scary when some, when, uh, when a corporation would rather pr promote, uh, a song that was created unorganically. Um, I think that there are also wonderful things that AI has done, you know, like, for example, this is something small, but very helpful as a songwriter, you know, when I go onto GarageBand and I'm just hashing out a song, um, you know, I have the digital drummer that listens to everything that I inputted and uh, creates drum beats based off of that. And it's a great way to make demos. So there are tools nowadays that we didn't have previously everything was organic previously and we had organic people who had real emotions and feelings and only those people could really recreate those things when you were tracking a song um and the same thing about a visual artist like there were there there are visual artists that can only do what they do and they do it really well but i think that in today's culture in today's world we are slowly devaluing art because i think art is is really valuable it has gotten me through so much within my own life within my own mental health journey um that i i we really have to understand the value that music art theater any kind of um format that art is um devoured we really need to understand the value that it has. And I think that we've been slowly devaluing it. Um, now, the way that I think art should be, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I think that good art, and, uh, you know, I'm probably uh, saying this because I had all my teachers tell me this when I was growing up, but it makes, it makes sense. And I'm going to repeat it because it makes sense to me, but art should be a mirror of what is happening within the world within your own worlds and you know it's and i think a mirror is a very personal thing i think you know in the term of history when we say art should be like a mirror up to society but when you look into a mirror it's a really personal experience because you could look at another person in a mirror you could look at yourself in the mirror you could really see the details within yourself and that is when you visually see who you are at least a part of who you are. I think that, you know, mirrors can also be deceiving and they can also hide who you are. Um, so when, when you say that art should be a mirror, I think that art, good art shows the internal side of what the mirror has to show you. It shows you the reality. It shows you the facts of something, but it also shows you the beautiful things as well. You know, mm -hmm. the flaws, um, you know, the, the fine lines, the laugh lines, um, the eyes to yourself or to somebody else. And uh, I think art to me, whenever, or good art to me, when I connect to something, it really shows a part of who I really am, or it really shows a part of what, what I, what 
I'm sad to see or what I'm happy to see within the world or within myself. So that's that's what I I ideally would want art to be. And that yeah. is up for interpretation. Art is subjective. So well, I want to, you know, in, in yours, uh, very personal, I want to ask you about two opposing trends, and I'm going to base it off mm-hmm. what you were saying about AI technology. I see two, two things, two tendencies happen, which I think are fundamentally opposed, mm-hmm. uh, which are a reaction. And I think the context is this, like uh, some of the effects of the pandemic, some of the move towards digital, maybe ephemeral culture, maybe fast moving and disappearing. But I see, I see folks behave in a way recently where I see them with a harder drive towards the tangible physical art object. Maybe a popular example of this is like Taylor Swift's LPs outselling CDs and like Mm -hmm. LPs are becoming a thing. And you see resurgence and like, and like, VHS like I want to see yeah VHS is not the best but I want the thing in this format I want to play so like I'm around folks and I see a tendency towards the grappling for the things on the other side it seems we read reports and there's a reality to a massive like rich people buying fake real estate in the metaverse (laughs) and fake thing you know like that there's an investment of real money in a quasi world, whether it's the art, the NFTs that are in that world, mm-hmm. or who you are have as an, a virtual neighbor, there's also that massive, maybe moneyed tendency. I see two like very opposite things going on. Do you do you think that's like? Do you think there's some relevance in like what like what I was saying, or is that at play in where you're saying like the AI and it's the digital? Oh, of thing? course. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think there's two opposing forces, uh, not necessarily battling it out, but necessarily coming to the forefront. People want tangible things. People want nostalgia, and you know, the, the beautiful thing about a vinyl um, LP is that every time you listen to it, it's going to sound a little bit different because <laughs> that, that means that, like, it's, it's, it's been played yeah. one, two, three, a million times, and it's going to sound different because that's just how, how it's created. It's created to age. It's created to, you know, have scratches in it and then skip um, – you know, that's that's one of the beautiful things about a, a vinyl LP. Um, and, you know, as somebody who loves that kind of nostalgia, I, I am that kind of person that I want something tangible. I feel that when I have something tangible, it, it, it has that sense of nostalgia that is comforting to me. So I definitely see that in my friends. Um, I see it in online, you know, I, I see these things and I, I completely love and agree that something tangible is more meaningful than something that you would listen to maybe like or stream on a platform. I think the accessibility of streaming sites makes it so music is more accessible to the world. Um, but I think an actual tangible object has meaning behind it. And then you have these <laughs> these wonderful folks who you know live in a virtual reality who live with their minds through the internet and you know there's i think that any 
any way that we kind of divide ourselves from anything that is organic or anything that is real as another step away from our, from being a human. Um, no, I don't mean to say that in a way that takes away the comfort that these, uh, these digital worlds give to people, because I think, you know, in some ways, like thinking about, thinking about my friend, like they, they play video games online with their friends that live in Canada. And it's like one of the best ways that they can connect and talk and, and connect. And there's, and I think that's also fantastic that they can connect that way. We have these to be able to have ways that we can talk to people oh, absolutely. halfway, halfway around the world, I think yep. is, is great. But I think, you know, investing like a million dollars or, or, or like five million dollars or whatever amount of money into a world that's not real um you know i i think that that could have been money that could have helped a lot of people i think that could have been money that could have actually benefited the communities around us and you know it's i think that within within these two different worlds we definitely see the classes and the separation between that so yeah (laughs) yeah that is definitely a thing it's like the rich are either gone off to space or the metaverse like Mm -hmm. they're 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 making their plans for space of the metaverse or both so yeah (laughs) uh but i think there's even this one show i forget what it's called but oh sorry um but i forget what this show's called but it's basically about like this world that is like a digital world where if you pass away, you know, if you, if you, if you're not alive anymore, you can have mm-hmm. your digital soul live in this digital world and anything can happen. You can experience well, gonna all do, those It's going to do it. So, like I, I, I'd be, I'd be starting out and be like, that thing's going to misbehave in the future. <laughs> it's going to have my name attached to it. And like, I want to check and see if it's behaving properly. It's horrible. <laughs> Sounds like a nightmare. Maybe I'm unsettled with myself, but I imagine a lot of people would have that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. I mean, it is an episode of Black Mirror, basically. Like they oh, have episodes of, of that. <laughs> of course, for yeah. some reason, I knew. Like once you mentioned someone, I was like, I think this is getting right at Black Mirror and uh, what, <laughs> what's, what's what's going on with that, um, <laughs> uh, which is uh, a, a fascinating discussion um, unto itself. Um, mm-hmm. Haley, uh, we got to cut to a song because like every mm-hmm. time I'm going to use a song and I'm talking <laughs> to an artist, we end up talking and it's not like, you know, the, the, the conversation isn't vital and profound, but I, I, I do realize all the time that we're making people wait for a song. So yeah. we got, um, the song, uh, Danny DeVito, which in general, I think America's favorite or somewhere up there, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about it and, uh, we'll play it for folks. Oh my gosh, I love this song. It brings me joy. And, um, you know, I, when I, when I wrote this song, I wrote this song originally back in 2019 and I was, I was going through it. My parents were getting divorced and, um, you know, you think when you're older, you could handle something like that, but you know, I, it really kind of shook, it was shook me. And one of the things that I did to kind of cope with that is I literally binge watched every Danny DeVito movie and show I could think of. And that literally brought me life again. So I needed to write a song, not necessarily about him, but like, I just wanted to write a song being like, I, I honor you, you, you got me through the thick of it. And now I want to write a song that if anybody needs a good pick me up, if anybody needs anything, um, they think of you. And so, yeah, that's so cool. We're going to play Danny DeVito. If I ever do a song. 
Haley, and this, what does it say about me? It's going to be Pee Wee Herman. So I <laughs> along the lines of Pee Wee Herman, but it'll definitely sound se- separate or be, be vaudeville or something. Hey, everybody, we got uh, Danny DeVito um, by Haley Lynn. Uh, check it out. Here we go. I'm walking DeVito. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. Well, my last name's Volante. I'm required to adore Danny DeVito. So, <laughs> right? Forget about it. Forget um about it. hey. Uh you can dance too, Haley Lane. You need to add that in your art too. I do. Jeez. I do. <laughs> um I you know, I grew up with I grew up with a dancing family. My sister majored in dance in school, uh, and then turned out to be working corporate for Adidas. So she, Heck yeah, boss, boss sister. My Adidas. Um, why Adidas? <laughs> Run DMC. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she choreographed uh, the Danny DeVito dance in that music video, as well as uh, she was also 
one of the dancers in my Do For You music video, and she choreographed awesome. the dance for um, all my friends as well. So she she um, she gets to live her dance degree <laughs> through through my through my work, which brings me a lot of joy. I I love working with my sister. I love that. I love that connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I think dancing is a great activity. You can't get enough time to do it. Although, um, there's a, a new year's Eve show with diggable planets, um, in Carmen Rivera at the crystal ballroom in Portland. Yeah. This year. So I was like, that was a good way to bring, <laughs> bring in awesome. the new year with the, like the jazz funk jazz funk hip-hop so um yeah yeah so so with you yeah and your videos are cool too so i mean hearing a little bit more about working with 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 your sister and bringing in the whole performance like i said it's like they're ready <laughs> like everything's ready right <laughs> there you. so yeah i i um uh i really like that um okay the big conceptual question and you got into it a little bit there and it's like um basically the nature of the universe or like why god exists or why we create or any of those things why is there something rather than nothing Haley lynn i think you're like bumping up against it with all your other answers yeah i think there has to be something i i think there has to be something and i i you know if we if we're talking about god if we're talking about like the big the big old question i think I mean, I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna be pretty open and honest. I'm agnostic. I don't know. I got a big old question mark above my head. You know, I think that there has to be something. Um, you know, I think I think we've just like because of the nature of what art is. I think also the nature of 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 humans as a as a species. You know, I think we've created so much that I feel like there has to be something. Yeah. You know, um, because yeah. if, if there's nothing, then uh, why are we then, existing? <laughs> yeah. I don't no, know. It's, it's, it's like, I mean, in, in philosophy, it's like, it might seem strange, but I think it comes down is, is something like this, the study of thingness, mm -hmm. how, how things be like, and, and what they are. And I, I've loved the, the, the question in the context of creativity and human creativity, but yeah. Um, and the big question, you know, myself, I'm agnostic. I don't know, not too smart to know, not smart enough to know it all. Yeah. So there's a certain, uh, human humbleness into it, but I think, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, uh, folks who are agnostic too, at least for me, I kind of walk around politically as an atheist because I, I I don't necessarily need to engage in that question all the time. And people say, "Well, you mm -hmm. do a whole podcast with the question something rather than nothing," so you're you're inviting your own trouble. <laughs> understood, understood. But yeah. no, it's like it's like politically sometimes it's like you know. I don't necessarily want to get into that whole positioning. I'm a doubter. Yeah. My spirituality is I a combination of things and yeah. I'm me, I'm me, you know? So, yeah, uh, I, I am in the same boat as you. I think that, you know, like I, I definitely believe in, believe, <laughs> I definitely believe in, in freedom for anybody to, you know, to do what they must um, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Um, you know, I'm all, I'm all for that. Um, but you know, like I, I, I'm just in this boat where, you know, like we can, we can create so many things, we can manifest things into existence. And, you know, that's, that's the one thing I love about like, you know, 
this idea that you can, if you, if you can imagine it and if you can dream it, you can invent it. You know, that's how we got electricity. That's how we had all these innovations in terms of health, in terms of science and everything like that. And art, you know, I think art is a, a direct tide. If you can visually, or if you can hear it, you know, you can manifest it and you can create it. Yeah. And yeah, I think and like I, the whole, Oh, sorry. Continue. No, no. I, I'm sorry to jump in, but I think that there's something about the idiosyncrasy or, or where pieces of art stick out, or certain things that stick out that 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 lead to that, like where they're they're noticeable. They uh, they inflect a certain change of thinking. Um, there's a disruption uh, of things. I feel that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. All right, Haley. Where do we find all your stuff, all your music? Um, where do everybody? Where does everybody find it? In the videos, folks. Like I said, she she can dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can. I can try. You to put dance. it out there. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> it is out there. I did the thing. Um, you can find me on really every social media platform. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on YouTube. A lot of my <clears throat> a lot of my videos are on YouTube. Um, but yeah, uh, just spell my name correctly. Uh, it's H-A-Y-L-E-Y, uh, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, and then slip in music somewhere and, uh, you'll find me. I'll pop up somewhere. Um, I'll be one of the first things that pops up. So yeah, just make sure you spell it correctly. Cause there are a lot of <laughs> Haley Lynn's out there. That was a very popular name in the nineties. Oh. So just make sure you spell yeah. it right. But Abs- yeah. Abs- absolutely and um just so you know folks uh have a track uh going out from this episode uh not there Haley, you want to mention a couple things about the yeah not, not their track that takes us out yeah so i i love this song this song is like my emo <laughs> my emo like song that fills my uh, fills the void inside myself every time i listen to it or whenever i have a void that needs filling i listen to this song and i I know it kind of sounds conceited listening to your own music, but I, I really like this song. I love the way it turned out. Yeah. Um, but this song to me, it changes depending on the day. And I think that's the one thing I love about this song is that whatever kind of mind state I'm in, I, the, the meaning of this song changes for me. And, you know, when I was writing it, it's, it, it can be, it could be about, you know, not feeling present within your body. Um, you know, not feeling connected to anybody, you know, feeling isolated um, or not wanting to be connected to anybody. Or it could be, you know, not feeling connected in any kind of relationship you're in, whether it's a friendship or, you know, a partnership or like with your family. You know, it's yeah. it's basically a song that encaptures not feeling present in the world that you are in. And, you know, the, the feelings that kind of come with that, you know, it's, it's the, the feeling of isolation, like the second verse. Um, well, it's like, I'm not an, I'm not an ocean or a river you can cross. Um, my yeah. water's muddy and the waves are sharp. The tides are deep and nothing's living there. A shallow beach uh, where no one should come near and I'll be there. And that's, you know, that's kind of where I was when I wrote that song. Yeah. I, yeah at least in the mindset and you know, and then the bridge is like, it's so easy to leave here. It is so easy. Sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's really, it's really hard, but you know, you can make those connections. You can reach out. It's just a matter of reaching out. And, you know, for anybody who is struggling in any way, you know, 
this song, I hope, makes you not feel alone in whatever you're going through. Yeah, there's a lot of space there. And I really appreciate appreciate you saying this. And I say that like in the context of uh, we're recording in January. And I, I talk to folks like I want to like with, with, with art and recognizing some like, I don't know whether they're difficult patches or times. I mean, some people might experience with some, like some, some grayness or the rain or, or mm. after the end of the year, all these different. But one of the things I, I look and said to, to recognize that those are some of the major dynamics that I experience cyclically mm. in, in the world, but at the same time to try to, with art, um, like make myself less lonely during those experiences, but also, mm in creating things if i have any doubts at least for this month where things tend to be difficult i just charge ahead i'm just like don't exist in doubt just charge ahead and you'll think Mm -hmm. about it differently later so there's something about connecting with the feeling of being in 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 that spot and Mm -hmm. knowing you can be there for a bit but also like you said to be like yeah i've been there before but what i can say is you can't exist here and the main thing it's not permanent right it's like like i'm i'm here it's a scary place and it could be a deeply scary place but it's like it's not a permanent residence i think um so whoo right (laughs) um Haley, it's it's been it's been a great pleasure um uh to to talk to you and also um you know, uh, connecting the show to other artists, uh, Blair Borax, who I saw you play uh, live with, Larissa Birdseye, um, wonderful singer and collaborator with you, um, Matt Brewster, who works and in, in plays, you know, with Larissa and other bands. Um, just, uh, you know, um, just an incredible way to connect folks.
Rather Than Nothing 